and welcome in to a special episode of Turn the Corner, a Detroit Tigers podcast. I am Kieran Steckley. With me, as always, is a man who doesn't need anybody to teach him how to dougie. He is Cody Stavenhagen. How you doing? Hey, doing all right, Kieran. The day is here. Got a new president of baseball operations for the Detroit Tigers. I know I said like 24 hours ago, wasn't sure when it was going to happen. Well, it, <laughs> it happened. Uh, <laughs> Scott Harris is, is the guy. Yeah, you know, so I I was actually looking at it. I was like, okay, so it's the 19th. So we obviously made it to, you know, well before the end. It's actually kind of closer to mid-September having this higher than uh, by the end of September, quote-unquote. Uh, I'll, I'll share a little anecdote with, uh, with the listeners. And then I'd like for you to kind of go through, um, what you've experienced today. So I'm just on Twitter. Like I shouldn't be while I'm in my office job and I see the tweet pop up immediately from Jeff Passan and I'm like, Oh, and I keep looking for like anybody else. Like Ken, you know, like the regular, like insiders. And, and I was like, did, is this a mistake? Like it, it kind of stood alone there for for a second. Yeah, so really so I, I was like, is this real? Like I I I was like, should I text Cody? Should I damn it to him? Surely he knows. You know, blah blah. He's working. I don't want to interrupt or anything. And then I just get a I just get a one word text message from you, Cody, and it just says Christ. And <laughs> and you know, obviously we know each other well enough and for long enough that I know exactly what you're thinking when you just send like a one word text message and uh kinda caught us by surprise. A little dreary Monday, a little recovery from the weekend. I was at a wedding this weekend and you know, I was it, it jolted me right back up. The Tigers made a move. Uh before we kinda get into Scott Harris in general, let's little inside baseball here how how's how's another instance of breaking news on the beat for for your boy here yeah another rough one i said i i I didn't see this one coming at all and look we had talked about it scott harris's name had not really been mentioned in any circles at least not publicly (laughs) our boy lynn hitting definitely takes another big fat l that's one reason i had not actually (laughs) printed things on the subject because the little things i would hear here and there that you know i'm a little more free to speculate in, in this kind of pod format nothing ever seemed firm like I didn't know a lot it was very quiet Chris Illich uh which I wonder if this is how things are going to be going forward Chris Illich known for keeping things quiet having a tight circle um AJ worked for the Astros under Jeff Luno they were they were about as secretive of his organization as it gets uh, at least until some of their secrets came to light um but anyway things were kept very quiet which you know hey whatever if that the Tigers think that helps them in the search process fine but yeah, the news comes out from passing, and this is like my least favorite part of the job when something just happens and I'm like not prepared for it. And it's like, I guess I have to be an annoying reporter and just like text everyone I can think of. And so that's what I did. And no one responded for like forever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> finally got it, confirmed it, you know. And uh, I, I think the big takeaway here, we had also said, you know, we're going to our pal Tim's bachelor party. Well, like the weekend after the season ends. And I always fear, are they going to hire a GM when we're on <laughs> Bourbon Street, man? That's not going to happen. So that's a relief. I guess they could probably still hire or fire somebody else. Uh, but hopefully we'll be able to enjoy that. And, and based on early indications from Scott Harris, seems like he's a fun guy. Seems like he'd be a fun guy to hang out with on Bourbon Street. I don't know how much that has to do with his baseball acumen, but 
in all seriousness, uh, certainly seems like a qualified candidate. Not a guy I knew a whole lot about before today, honestly. Uh, I knew the name, but didn't know a lot about his background. Diving in on paper, I like it more than uh, the Josh Burns that had been thrown out there. I liked it more than some of the other names that had kind of been tenuously um, discussed. Obviously, he'll have to prove himself uh, first time running an entire organization, but everyone's got to start somewhere. I, I'm in favor of giving um, an up-and-coming, forward-thinking executive uh, the shot to run his own show rather than, than hiring a retread. Yeah, I tend to I tend to agree with that. There were a couple thoughts that I had. One is when there's front office or coaching fires and hires. A lot of times you kind of go on the under other end of the spectrum with with the new hire. So obviously Scott's younger. He's more he's kind of I wouldn't say he's like cut his teeth in one area. Correct me if I'm wrong here. This is just very brief bio. It seems like he's done a lot. Uh, it had like yeah, worn several yeah, hats. Sure. Um, whereas obviously Al Avila was, you know, like a scout scout, right? And so throw in like the forward thinking, the analytic, you know, those words are going to be thrown around a lot. And that stood out to me. Another thing that stood out to me was. He seemed like a very. He wasn't a guy that was trying to bounce, like in, in, in the early part of his career. Now, that's not to say that someone who does do that, I would judge, but I look at some merit in growing within an organization like he did with the Cubs, right? And then obviously the Theo connection. That's uh, another thing that everyone's gonna gonna like. And then going to his hometown team and and taking the GM role, which. Side note, just another example of, you know, we always talk about the Lions need the, or excuse me, the Tigers need to hire a GM and they take another team's GM who wasn't even the number one in the front office. These titles are, these these titles mean nothing. (laughs) He's essentially the GM. Maybe they're going to hire another like quote unquote GM, but for all intents and purposes, Scott Harris is the, the leader of the baseball operations department. Um, I did get, did get one review from a league source. It was, it was pretty simple. A plus on Scott. Best possible hire, amazing they pulled him. So that's one pretty rave review. Okay, well, that because he pulled out of the Mets job last year, right? As did many people. As did many people, and I don't. That goes like two ways for me. Like sometimes, like candidates will pull out when they kind of are given an indication that they're not going to get the get the job, so therefore they can kind of like not like you know they can officially make it their decision even though you know what i mean and mm-hmm. then and but also there's something to the there's something also to the notion that in regards to this tiger's job he didn't have to take it he did not mm-hmm. have to take it he could have you know been he, it's not like he was in san francisco very long he could have continued to grow there and uh further put his imprint on that franchise I almost hesitate to kind of say what I'm about to say, but in my opinion, there are two types of hires of this uh, of this stature. There's employer sold and employee or prospective employee sold. So the in this case, Scott Harris comes to the interview and sells himself, or sometimes 
the employer has to kind of sell why they would be a uh, a great opportunity, right? And usually when someone has options is when you get the second one where it's employer sold. To me, this seemed like a sell job by Chris Illich and AJ Hinch and, and you know other people that were involved in the process. And if your source says, this is the first time I'm hearing it, if your source says, amazing they pulled him that to me sort of furthers what i was already thinking coming into this yeah and you know as we've talked about no uh obvious connections to aj hinch they've never worked together before i personally like that he seems like someone who in theory should work with hinch very well that they can be philosophically aligned but as we've talked about it's not like a not a buddy buddy hire you know hopefully it's it's two guys who can form a new partnership um you know but i think that's important there should be a little separation probably of church and state between your manager and your president of baseball operations we're getting that it's not just a familiar guy they knew it's a guy i look i'm sure they talk to people i'm sure i know aj and harris are gonna have some mutual acquaintance acquaintances in the game uh clearly scott harris impressed the tigers and uh obviously he thought the opportunity was good enough for him to take, for him to leave the Bay Area, which is where he's from originally, where he just went back. Uh, I don't think he would be taking this, um, you know, if, if he didn't feel it was right. Yeah, and part of feeling whether it's right is whether he feels like he could have a relationship with AJ, and then right. whether he's going to, whether he was sold on having the resources and infrastructure in place in order for his vision of running his own baseball team to come to fruition in in this uh for this franchise right so uh there you mentioned the aj hinch thing uh i don't like hold on just got a just a live text from another friend in the game about tonight's tigers wow this lineup is so bad my god scott (laughs) harris welcome to detroit (laughs) it's your job to fix this well there you go uh it AJ Hinch in his public statement released today said I've been in getting to know him over the last few weeks. So that could be weeks. BS. Thanks for but, the heads up, AJ. But but the, <laughs> but the fact that they put that in there, uh, whether it's true or not, that did immediately kind of catch my eye, I should say. I didn't bother, you know, everything else in there like Chris's was pretty, you know, robotic as everything is. Um <laughs> And then John Morosi on Twitter said he he got a comment from Theo Epstein, so I'll read that. Quote, he is someone who really understands the landscape of the game. He's smart, analytical, process-oriented, and patient. A really strategic thinker. He's always plugged in because he has this really unique ability to connect and build trust with everyone in and around the organization, players, scouts, coaches, front office fans. He's naturally progressive in the way he integrates technology and data into the organization, and he's got a great work ethic. He knows how to lift people up around him. People genuinely love working with him and connecting with him. So, you know, all that's great to hear. And, you know, what 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 happens? You know, that could all. There's been a million great people who have failed at jobs of this stature. So, like, it's there's part of me is like man like everybody's loving this is there any contrarian opinions out there that i could like hang on to but no it doesn't 
necessarily exist. And I know you've uh, you've also shared some links on the athletic from uh, some of your colleagues over the years about him. Is there any sort of like spark notes highlights from from that kind of stuff? I mean, I think I, I think one thing that stands out to me it seems like the guy has a, a great kind of laid back personality that doesn't necessarily have any bearing on what he's like as a baseball executive. But, you know, it's interesting to read these stories and these interviews. He was the young guy in the Cubs front office and they teased him. He had his mom, his, his mommy and his cell phone. Uh, he flew back and forth. He was still in business school one spring training. He's flying back and forth from Phoenix to Chicago, taking weekend classes uh, after the Cubs won the World Series, uh, Mr. Harris was single at the time. David Ross said, you need to wear your World Series ring out to bars. You'll never be single again. <laughs> Don't know what the correlation is. I know he's now. Mr. Harris is now engaged. <laughs> and he was the guy Theo Epstein infamously had eating cake or carbs during the 2016 run when the Cubs needed a rally. It was a superstition. Scott Harris had to begin eating profusely. I also have the book Cubs Way by Tom Verducci. I went to see if there are any mentions of Mr. Harris in there. It has a pretty good um, like index. And I, I turned to the H's. We got Tracy Harris, Kyle Hendricks, and we have we have there are two references to Jimi Hendrix in this book. I have no <laughs> idea why. There is there are none of Scott Harris. I just thought I'd share that. I, I'm, Jimi Hendrix made it twice, but Scott Harris did not. Well, that would have been so handy to have on. That's why you still got to buy books, people. But I guess I can't give that lesson now. Uh, and just to kind of rehash a little bit more of his background, uh, bachelor's degree in economics. Uh, he former club lacrosse player. So uh, that's kind of interesting to me. Went to UCLA and is the uh, son of two doctors. So comes from good stock and has basically been in baseball his entire uh, professional career, it seems, and spent some time in... Well, let me ask you this. you have any... What does the coordinator of Major League Operations do in the baseball front off? Like the Major League Baseball front off? I have no idea. What's his bio say? It basically says he worked with teams and he worked on the Rule 5... It says he did a little bit of everything. Like some procedural things. I don't know what jobs actually entail. Yeah, I have no idea. But unless he probably means he has a good understanding of how everything works. I can promise you Al Avila did not know. I mean, there were some rules that he just like didn't know. <laughs> that was kind of Sam Minzen's job was to, is to be on top of stuff like that. And I think every now and then be like, Oh, Hey Al, you, you can't do this. Or Hey Al, here's how the restricted list works. Or chances in Scott Harris is coming in with like a, a clear understanding of all the ins and outs already. All right. So in, regarding the, the timing of it, Al was officially fired, I believe, on August 11th. As I said, it is September 19th. So Feels we're, like a year ago already. Uh, yeah. He was fired. I've I was since then. I would have, I would have, I would have guessed earlier than August 11th if I just had to recall <laughs> it. I'll, I'll tell you that. And <laughs> we're going. So basically, a little bit more than a month. A little bit more than a month uh, with the announcement. So you figure that the decision was more or less made mid to late last week, you know, and they just kind of figured like on a Monday to kind of start the news cycle, I guess, uh, want to get this going. How do we feel about time spent? Now we're not privy to the process. I think both you and I said that there's, is there a point to waiting for the sake of waiting? I would say no. Uh, 
But if I were to, let me just play like devil's advocate for just a second. So you hired a first-time president of baseball ops with still like a month left in the season, and you basically only had a month to look at candidates, and we don't know if anyone who might become available, whether that be just dis- you know being disgruntled in their current position or being flat-out fired, uh, we don't. So you leave out that variable, and you hire a guy who has only worked at two organizations, and one of which imploded shortly after winning the World Series, and the other one is in the midst of uh, a disappointing season. So that's what you did. So that's just that's just a contrarian take. Hey, the guy knows the right time to get out. Everyone got <laughs> out of Chicago except poor Joy- Jed Hoyer, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Timing wise, that what if question will always linger. Um, there are going to be some more changes. We'll see what happens in Kansas city. We'll see if, if there's another Mets hire, but when I really think about it, like I wouldn't, obviously I wouldn't want to retread the only guy whose job maybe could be on the line. And I'm not even sure if it's actually on the line would be Brian Cashman that I would like actually want to hire. Would Brian Cashman really come to the tigers? Who knows? There could always be shuffling musical chairs uh but it seems like the tigers at the end of the day get at least the profile of of this hire you know i like i think if you feel confident about them there are some pluses as well and just go ahead and making the hire uh because guess what free agency starts uh you know not long after the world series ends so there as we've discussed pros and cons to waiting to making the hire now i'm not um I don't know. I'm not. I'm not popping fireworks over this hire because I just don't know quite enough about Scott Harris. But I feel in the moment like I can't. I can't really knock it. Seems like on paper a pretty good hire. See, I actually liked what you said there, and I think that's that's something that we get a little bit more into the the operation that Chris Illich is running here is the profile of the hire, right? Yeah. Be- because. We- we don't know whether this is going to work or not, obviously. And it's going to, it's going to be, he's got some tasks in front of him now. Uh, but if you read, if you read Jeff Passon, so maybe we're like a little bit too harsh because we're so close. I don't know. But if you read Jeff Passon's story, like it kind of makes you feel a little bit better about the Tigers than you feel just watching them every day. Uh, uh, you can tell Jeff Passon doesn't watch the Tigers every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I took from that. Hey, maybe both things are true. But I'm a big fan of having the right process in place and looking for as many of the the checking as many boxes as you can. And this seems like a guy who does it. And and that if we, I recall that Theo quote. Uh, I'm big on a process oriented person. I try to be a process oriented person uh, in, in my life, and I feel like that's kind of the best way to go about completing complicated tasks and one of there's few tasks that are more complicated than uh, resurrecting a, a, a baseball organization so if the if the profile is good and Chris was able to sell a guy who had I don't know if options is the right word but he didn't have to as I said earlier he didn't have to move he didn't have to take this job he wasn't a guy that was 54 and you know maybe this is going to be his only shot at being a GM uh Scott was going to get, it seems like if every, the way everyone talks about him, he was going to get a shot sometime. 
And I think when you're following a franchise that's been as downtrodden as the Tigers, you can take a little bit of solace in A.J. Hinch chose your franchise and Scott Harris chose your franchise. And that's a good indication of how the organization sits to people around the league. Uh, that's that's super true for an organization that is not necessarily talked about positively by a lot of people in the league right now. Uh, they haven't had any trouble hiring candidates. You know, the New York Mets had trouble hiring candidates because they were known for being, you know, an S show. Whereas the Tigers, I think uh, this job like was viewed as a blank slate. Even when AJ was starting, it's like, okay, here's a rebuilding team about to take off. We can go back and forth on whether they're still about to take off, but. Uh, you know, Chris Illich, look, we're, we can be critical of Illich, but he's not a, he's not a micromanager. You know, I think he's going to be pretty hands-off. He has a history of being pretty loyal to his guys. He's going to give you some time. As far as billionaire owners go, he's probably fine to work for, you know. Um, I, I don't think there's any real reasons of the, that have made anyone run away from either of these openings. If someone's willing to take one a little bit of a challenge and wants to make their own mark, pretty good probably a pretty good place to do it all right so we're gonna this will publish tonight as soon as i get it edited we'll put it out there and the press conference is tuesday tomorrow at 2 30 ish or you know somewhere around there obviously you'll be in attendance for that cody is what is sort of at the top of your mind what are you looking to glean you already got uh you already got some some questions you you hope to get answered maybe not like what are you going to ask but like what what are you looking to to get out of uh out of this introductory press conference yeah i mean i hope we can learn a little more about how it went down what the interview process was like what scott harris thought of the organization of chris illich um the big question again will there be another hire would might there be a gm hire under scott harris i've asked a couple people and not been able to find that out could they elevate sam minzen could they bring in someone else could they just say this is harris's job we're not even going to have a formal gm um i don't know so i'm sure that question will be asked whether by me or someone else uh how much will we actually learn about the process probably from chris probably not a lot but uh also just kind of a vibe check you know i think i can read people pretty well i want to read scott harris a little bit What, what kind of vibe what kind of aura does he give off from what I've read about him, it seems like he's a real human being with with a personality, and uh, I like that. Let's see if he actually is like that, you know, in person. Um, otherwise, the press conference is, is a lot of pageantry, you know. I think the big deep dive Scott Harris profile is something to work on over, over more time, uh, but it'll be, you know, good initial thoughts, initial takeaways. How insightful is it really? Well, let's be honest, most press conferences probably aren't that insightful. The general principle of it, are you, do you think in this circumstance with a first time guy running, running an organization, is it important to get like a, like a seasoned vet type person as the GM to maybe kind of balance out or do you just elevate Sam because Uh, everyone seems to, everyone seems to speak highly of him and, and you know, I, I'm a, I like kind of elevating people within the organization to a certain extent, you know, and, and so like, is there, is, do you have a lean on, 
on what's kind of the right move there or do nothing i don't know well i think that again it's worth noting aj hinch remains in this picture and even though he's going to remain the manager like he's probably going to have some level of say on personnel decisions so maybe he is filling kind of what the that quote-unquote gm would do to a certain extent although i'm sure it'll be uh you know he's not gonna have a lot to say in the the uh, dominican complex and stuff like mm-hmm. that but i think aj you know it's possible to have too many cooks in the kitchen. So if you get Harris and then someone else and then Sam and then AJ, like maybe that's a problem. Maybe Harris with, with AJ, you know, a manager who has a little more say than the average manager. And then um, I think it's beneficial if the likes of Sam Minzen and Jay Sartori can stay on. They have a little bit of institutional knowledge. They seem good in, in their current roles, but uh, can hopefully be amplified through new leadership, through someone who really understands all the different facets that go into an organization. Uh, the more I think about it, I'm thinking maybe we just call it good right here. I mean, if you if you want to give one of these guys a new title to make them feel good, that's fine. But I think, uh, I, I wonder if that setup isn't already pretty much in place. Yeah, probably already agreed to. Um, and so maybe we'll, maybe we'll find that out here tomorrow or the next couple of days. And so anything else, Cody, you wanted to kind of shoot off? Uh, that's, that's most of what's coming to mind. You know, I'm sure there are going to be more changes. We'll see what happens in scouting. I'm sure there will be coaching uh, personnel changes at the end of the year. We're not we're not done with the big picture changes, really. We're only most just beginning, but this is obviously uh, the biggest news item we are going to have on the Tigers for quite some time here. All right. Well, I want to encourage everyone, if you're not an athletic subscriber, be one. And then also go read Cody's uh, first thoughts on uh, on the hire, on the athletic Please subscribe to this podcast, Five Star Review, if you feel so inclined. And I want to encourage everybody to also follow Cody on Twitter. Big press conference tomorrow at Cody Stavenhagen. I'm at Kieran underscore Steckley. Our pod page is at Turn Corner Pod. So I want to thank everybody for listening to this special episode. And once again, have a great week. <laughs>